I told you. What did I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Cause I told you. That is so fetch. Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Sweet setup. What do you make here? Don't worry about it. Oh, cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Well, Dick, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Take it home with you. It's doing it. Oh my god, listen to you that. You ruined it. You talked during it. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Like, uh, to be fair, I talked like directly after it. Welcome back to Sauce and Goss, everybody. <laughs> Here we are enjoying beverages. It, like, Fiona finally has. Is this the first time on the show you've ever been drinking? Um, maybe. I think it, like, I think it might be. Mike's hard lemonade. I love it. It's that cherry. Is it? Okay, fair enough. Now, now listen, I'm Ryan. I'm Fiona. And yes. we have a very special guest, one of my lifelong friends, best ever, the wonderful Anna Miller. Welcome. Ah, thank you. <laughs> Who is also drinking, and I'm I'm like super appreciative of that. I commend both of you. That's this is the podcast to do that on. This is not. Well, you said that you're out of alcohol, so I mean, I, uh, one of us like, has to take the bullet. I, well, bullets harsh. Like it, <laughs> I have a, a horrible like Bud Light orange from like oh. one of those sampler packs that my girlfriend Crack bought. It and open. Crack I I open. can't do it. I can't bring myself to drink to. a beer that is like flavored with orange. Stop doing They're that. They're not by very me. good. Anna, and we, and we have a motto here. We trust our guests implicitly. And Anna says, <laughs> yep, that's that our motto. Bad. We Anna trust says, our guests implicitly. Yeah, you can tell me anything and I will believe it. Um, now, enough about drinking, even though it's my third favorite thing to do. Um, I got to say, we're, we're excited. It's been a while since we've had a guest, right, Fee? It's been uh, like a couple weeks, mm-hmm. maybe a month. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your friend here and what she's been up to? Because it's very exciting stuff. Great. Well, I want her to tell us about it. So I'm just going to lead her into that it. That makes more sense, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> so we'll start out with this. So um, first and foremost, Anna is a very wonderful, talented artist who's recently um, gotten into uh, body art, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Tattooing. She's doing her tattoo yeah. apprenticeship. Just say tattooing. <laughs> I know. I wanted to say art again, I guess. I don't know. Fight okay. me. I'm drunk. I've had a whole mouthful. <laughs> Sounds about right. My co-host, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so I guess, for, like, how did you get into tattooing? Um, It was a really cool kind of path that led me to it. It was like, I always thought it was cool going through, like, high school and stuff, but I was like, oh, I could never do that. Like, that's scary, putting pictures on people permanently. Like, yeah. ah. But then when I was away at school, I met a lot of interesting, cool new people, especially in my program being studio art. So one of my friends in my program was actually doing research into getting an apprenticeship and starting tattooing, and uh, she would, like, share her research with me and we'd talk about it all the time and like I realized like how accessible and attainable it is to become 
a tattoo artist and I just since I realized that how well it suited the kind of life that I want to live I just went for it and it's all been working out pretty good so far can't complain (laughs) what's the process been like I know you had to give your very first tattoo ever on human skin on your own body like (laughs) what is that like I mean like it hurts is that actually is that actually the requirement like you that's the what, first yeah, one is yourself? Yeah. Yeah, it, um, it is and it isn't. It depends on who your uh, mentor is, who's teaching you the tattooing process. It's a very common and like old school way to learn to tattoo. The first person you tattoo is yourself. And it's a tattoo called a humiliator. Um, and yeah, no, I just did mine um, a few weeks ago, actually. And it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, I thought it was going to hurt a lot more than I, than it did. Um, yeah, it was just, it was a really long time in a really uncomfortable position. And that was the worst part about it. I thought it was going to be the pain, but there was something about just like being in my head, like, okay, I'm tattooing. This is what I'm doing. Like, I didn't feel the pain as much. So that was really cool. But like, I don't know, it's just such a cool process to see how it all works and how it all like moves along and getting started in the field and stuff it's great (laughs) and uh can you tell us about your mentor like you're at a little shop in Wingham a place where we frequent very often and we have a lot of listeners in like the Huron County like like that this whole kind of area that might want to stop in Mm -hmm. so I am an apprentice at McKee Tattoo in Wingham and um, the artist there is Sheldon McKee If you haven't seen any of his work, you should definitely check out McKee Tattoo on Instagram. Super great stuff coming out of there. He does a lot of um, like the old school style tattoos. That's his favorite style to design and research. And he's just, he creates amazing artwork, amazing pieces of flash art. And it's, you walk into his shop and it's all around you. It's amazing. And he's such a, a good mentor to learn from because like he really just wants what's best for his apprentice like he wants me to go far he's not the kind of person that's like I want you to be good but not better than me like he he's pushing me to be the best I can be Mm -hmm. and I really appreciate that well that's ideal like I mean I I'm looking at it on Instagram right now this is some fucking quality shit um I got my first tattoo two years ago. I'm itching to get another one. And I'll be perfectly honest. And and guys, this is why you listen to the podcast. You learn things. And I just learned today that there is a tattoo shop in Wingham. I've worked there. <laughs> I've worked there for six years and just learned there's a tattoo shop. What an idiot. Um, this is incredible stuff, dude. I I, I really like this. I, I may have to um you know, for even just convenience sake, walk down from the station one day and get my next <laughs> tattoo. This is great stuff. No, Anna, what's your kind of style? I like anything really like inspired by nature. Also like really like quirky, weird things. I just designed a flash sheet that um, are reverse mermaids. So fish top lady legs pretty great um yeah i saw those you posted on on socials why don't you give uh, people some of your socials right now yeah so my art account on instagram is anna jeanette art 
Um, and it's got all my kind of tattoo designs I've been doing in my apprenticeship and some of my other fine art stuff I've done, like paintings and drawings and stuff. Um, but yeah, I like to design a lot of like floral, girlier, girlier things. I uh, can't talk. Um, <laughs> too much wine? <laughs> yeah. No. Never too much wine. Well, that one time. That one time. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's not a story for today, is it? No. I really no. want to tell it. It's a quick story. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I just, I like anything with like moths, butterflies, bugs. I love drawing bugs. They're great. I but see the I reverse mer, mer person stuff here. This is really great stuff. You are extremely talented. Check this fucking bird out. Uh, <laughs> my girlfriend's not nearby. The, holy fuck. Look at that bird. Oh, a bear too? Fuck, man. You guys yeah. got to check this out. If you want to tattoo. Wow, man. This is really, really incredible stuff. Holy I'm shit. on a lynx right now. It's pretty cool. A lynx? Ooh. A lynx. lynx rip. Yes. Yeah. So. Like ears. I they got great ears, man. I like I, I've always wanted to get mine done. <laughs> um, now, now I I want to know. Um, so you you tattoo yourself. What did you give yourself? And then and then like uh, how many people have you tattooed so far? Have you been able to tattoo any customers yet? Um, I tattooed on myself. I did a blue butterfly on my ankle. Okay. Um, it's not very big or anything, but I'm really proud of it. And um, as far as tattooing other people, I haven't yet, but I will be as of this Friday, starting Man. off with some small, simple things. So that should be that should be fun. I'm very excited. Now, what was like the transition? Like, because you've done like like painting and drawing and like um, digital kind of art. What was that like transferring it onto human skin? <laughs> oh, it's, it's so cool. It's like, I don't know. I've gone through working with a lot of different media in the past. Like I've done, yeah, like drawing, painting, I've done printmaking. I've worked with a bunch of different materials and stuff. So to me, it was honestly just like, a transfer to a different medium, which is something that I'm fairly familiar with. So it didn't throw me off that much. It's just learning how to use this new tool and this new kind of canvas to, and how, how to work with it properly and safely and all that stuff. So it wasn't that hard of a transition for me. Well, so far I've only done the one, but um, no, there, there are definitely like some challenges with it. Like unlike anything I've worked with before, you have to stretch skin um, so that you get your ink in there correctly and to make the, the boldest, best tattoo outcome you can get. Like there's lots of little things like that that are very important to tattooing, like bold colors, strong outlines. That's the kind of stuff that's gonna make your tattoos last. And that's the kind of stuff I've been learning in my apprenticeship is like how to make an effective, long lasting tattoo because tattoos do, you know, fade and stuff over time. Like they change with your skin. So like if you're going through like body changes, your tattoos will change with it. And like the time that goes by and the sunlight and everything contributes to the way that your tattoo changes over time. So it's really just figuring out all those little things and how to make the tattoo look the best the longest 
because you don't have to think of um like a painting or a drawing aging like it just it's on the paper once it's sealed it's not changing whereas like tattoos they age with you which is kind of cool <laughs> yeah there's a lot of different like things that you you know you your skin's exposed to on a daily basis and i like i'm wondering did like did you have any tattoos prior to getting into this and yes how i did <laughs> how how many? Because I mean, some people think that that's like a weird thing to ask, and I mean, maybe it is if it's on your ass or something. But like, <laughs> I like you know, like people are like, don't like you shouldn't ask people that. I'm like, well, why'd you get a tattoo then? Like that's a dumb. Like if you're like, hey, I got it. If you tell someone I have a tattoo, I feel like it's a reasonable thing to go. What do you have? Like I mean. Why'd you get it if you're uncomfortable sharing? Mine's on my shoulder. I, I got it two years ago, my first tattoo, after oh, my favorite nice. my favorite sports team won a Stanley Cup. That's fun. Um, and again, like I need it touched up, like because it has faded a, a little bit. There's a lot of blue, and um, I guess that's the hardest color to get to sit in your skin, I was told. Um, how many did you have prior and like what got your passion started with tattoos? Um, I had three before I got my apprenticeship, three, four. I had four before I got my apprenticeship and I got one more since getting my apprenticeship. Um, is that one more of the butterfly or? Oh, I got two more since two my more. apprenticeship. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I forget about the butterfly. It's on my ankle <laughs> right now. So just forget about it. Um, I forget the second part of the question. I'm so sorry. Just like what, what kind of got you inspired to get into tattoos and getting one? Like I know for myself, I've always wanted tattoos. Um, you know, uh, I promised my mom that I wouldn't get one until the caps won the cup and they did. So now I'm, now I'm released and I've got okay. another, like, <laughs> I've got another like four planned. Um, but yeah, like what, what got your passion started and, and what do you have? What, what, what tattoos do you have? Is there a story behind them all? Um, I got my first one when I was 16 and it is a memorial tattoo for my dad. And then after that, I got my second one when I was 21 and it's a Van Gogh sunflower on my ankle. Cause he's my favorite artist. Nice. Um, and then I got lavender behind my ear just a spontaneous decision and from <laughs> that, that point on it was all just kind of spontaneous decisions but I think um like a really cool part about tattoos is the fact that you kind of get to personalize your own body like it's a blank canvas it's there for you to design like you can decide what you like and what you want to have on your skin and I think that that kind of idea of like personalizing yourself is is really cool and it's just like it's fun for me to think of my body as a blank canvas and I can fill it however I want to my goals right now are kind of to make myself into like a garden I want all like botanical and like little bugs and moths and butterflies and stuff all over my body and that's kind of just what I've been deciding to go with because that's just I think it's beautiful that sort of content so that's what I want to cover myself with Love it. And you're not um, just a tattoo, not just a tattoo artist, because that's still pretty accomplished, but you also do a lot of like commission work for people, like paintings and whatnot. Can you talk about your kind of other like side hustle? 
my side hustle. <laughs> yeah, nice. I like to yeah. um, do lots of like drawing and painting. Now that I am like in a career field in the arts, I can kind of have a little bit more freedom with what I'm painting because I'm not necessarily painting it to sell anymore. I'm painting it because I, I just want to paint it. And that's a really cool feeling to have. But yeah, I've um, I've done some commission work in the past. I do photorealism drawings. I've done portraits for people. Most recently, I've done an engagement portrait um, for a family member of mine. Um, really anything. I, I think in... Um, the drawing, I, I excel more in the photo portraits. Um, in painting, I love to do landscapes. I like to do abstract. Sometimes I like to finger paint and just get messy. Like, I just, I love how you, broad of a spectrum. Do you get Delilah, Delilah to help out? She's got a little, a little baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, awesome. she does not, she does not help with the painting. Uh, just get her little fingers her. in there. Her little, like, toes. Aww. Yeah. We did a we did a handprint last year for her, oh. like, so, so that's her painting so far. But she'll get into it. Well, she'll if she wants to be exposed to it. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a, it's an intense thing to get into for sure. Like I, I personally can't draw. Um, I couldn't even keep my crayons in the lines. My kindergarten teacher hated me, but, um, it, like it's, it's incredible. Like the people that can do this stuff, like the skill is amazing. And I think, you know, I, like I said, I, I wanted tattoos for a long time. I want to get one for my dad as well. And I've got a bunch of other ones that I want to get, um, you know, that are musically inclined. Cause that's a big part of my life. And I think that's what's special about it. And what I discovered, um, even more so than what I figured it would be like when I finally got my first tattoo was like, it's such a cool experience, uh, that you share with the artist, right? Because there's a lot of trust there. Like you're, you're mm -hmm. trusting this person to not fuck your skin up and, <laughs> yeah. and not leave a horrible, like mishmash of ink on your body. And I mean, you're you're depending on the size of the tattoo mine because of the blue it, it took like three four hours you're sitting there with a person for a long time and you kind of like you know develop a a little mini friendship for a few hours yeah getting a tattoo is a very personal experience and I think it's different for everyone who comes in and gets one but um like for me personally I've had like super amazing experiences getting tattooed where it's like okay like I'm so comfortable with this artist I can talk to them I can tell them like why I'm getting this thing tattooed I've also gotten tattooed by people that weren't so open about that and it kind of like changes the experience when you know you don't feel as comfortable with your artist not because of their artwork but just because they they might be a little bit more shy and closed off it's definitely a whole experience getting a tattoo like you want to feel I don't comfortable in your situation like you want to be comfortable in the room sitting there with that person because like you said you are putting a lot of trust in this person they're marking your skin permanently and you know that's not something anyone wants to mess around with I don't think like you you're going in for the best product you want to leave with the best product but a huge part of getting tattooed is the experience it's being in the shops it's being surrounded by artwork and you know, like loud music and it's just, it's, it's very much about the experience for a lot of people. 
Now, Ryan, we have talked about this in previous podcasts about how much you hate like complaining or talking to people in the service industry um, about any kind of mistake. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what it was. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> go no, go yeah, on. Anna was, Anna was binging. Um, yeah. What if? <laughs> Like, hey, seriously, if, though, fuck you, Domino's. Like a... <laughs> I know you're listening. Like, fuck you. Like, honestly, I'm still mad that that fucking pizza <laughs> fell on my driveway. Your boxes are terrible. Go on. I thought it fell in your car. It did, but then it, like, launched outward onto the driveway. I saved, like, three slices of it, but never again. <laughs> okay, what was my question? It was, um, if you were, like... <laughs> trying to like bounce ideas off of an artist and they wanted to go one way like would you be able to stand up for yourself then <laughs> or <laughs> yeah dude yeah i i i think that be, because it's a because like anna like you said like listen i don't have a problem like standing up to like what i need or whatever it's just it's really just food like i can't <laughs> complain to people who made food for me i i can't do it man Again, like if you bring me pancakes and I ordered waffles, I'm just eating the pancakes. But with something like a tattoo, like you said, Anna, it's like permanently on your body. You're, I, I would be like, it's kind of like I would equate it to something that I've experienced with like, like music production. I'm not a producer, but I've been in the studio a lot. All my friends are producers. We've been in bands together for ages. Like if you're, if you're an artist, you want to work with a producer that's going to capture your sound. And if you're going to get a tattoo, you want to work with an artist that is going to capture the vision that you have. Mm -hmm. I don't see what the point would be in going to mark your body permanently with something that is such a personal experience and, and letting them design it for you like some people do that like some people go into a tattoo shop and they just want a tattoo they have a loose idea of what they want you know they walk in and they're like i want a fucking lion and, but they but they don't necessarily have like an exact way that it looks and the artist you know kind of draws some stuff up and goes what do you think you know i walked in with a very specific idea i said here it is i designed it on photoshop and went i want this here and she was like <laughs> let's do it and like it, it was that simple right she had it on the paper and bang it was on my arm um yeah I, I think with tattoos if you have a very specific vision you need to like a do your research and and check out that a couple different so shops important. totally totally your research because not enough people know what to like what they're getting with the artist that they're going to necessarily they just go to someone that's convenient where like yeah. it's like any other type of art you know everyone excels in a different area like some people like there are so many styles within tattooing there's yeah um, like traditional there's you know neo-traditional there's realism surrealism like i could go on and on for days different types of um tattooing that there is and like Going to, say, someone who specifically does realism tattoos and asking for a traditional tattoo, they're, they might not be able to, like, execute that to the same ability that someone who is very passionate about the traditional style of tattoos would execute it. Like, 
doing your research is so, so important. There are so many styles, so many different types of tattooing out there. And like, that's how you end up getting the best work that suits you just right is doing your research, finding those artists. And like, it may include like traveling a bit to go see these artists, but like Mm -hmm. in the end, like you're putting something on your skin forever, you know? a few hours of driving is is worth it in my opinion for exactly what i'm looking for <laughs> or in your case yeah. a few hours of a flying because you, you have a a tattoo goal or dream <laughs> i do yes i do tell I us about this a, <laughs> i want to get a back piece done in um in the uk one of my favorite artists is is over over there and she does these beautiful beautiful lady faces and I just want like a mother nature scene on my back. So I'm planning to eventually fly to the UK to get this massive, massive tattoo done. And it'll probably be like a few trips going back there, but I want to travel anyway. So I might as well get the most of it, travel, get some tattoos. It'll be, it'll be good. Good time. That's <laughs> badass though. Like, and like that, that's such a cool like tie in to travel. Like traveling is already sick. And then, you know, mm-hmm. to tie it in with something so personal and have something like that done. Who's the artist that you want to do this? I only know the Instagram handle because I'm awful. Um, yeah. Sorry, think, one second. Yeah, that's okay. I think the absolute coolest style of tattoo that um, I know, like, probably long term isn't the best. But I think watercolor tattoos look freaking dope but like they don't last as long yeah color just fades but i think like they look freaking sick (laughs) they do they look so cool okay so the name of the page has changed so i can't find it right this second because i am so bad remembering names me too it's It's gotten to the point where if someone introduces themselves so you go (laughs) sorry (laughs) <laughs> Another cool artist to look up is um, their Instagram handle is on holiday. And I believe they're located in Portland, Oregon. And they do beautiful like florals and like really intense color. And I want to go there too someday to get tattooed. I just, there are so many places and so many artists I want to be tattooed by. That's sick. Yeah. Like I, I, I got really into like watching all those tattoo TV shows and shit back when like mm-hmm. they were the cool thing to watch on MTV and whatever. And like, Oh God! What's uh? What was that lass's name? She started her own tattoo shop. Cat something. Cat Von D. Cat Von D. Von D. I would I would be fired up if she tattooed me. That would be sick. But it's very expensive. oh, that makes sense. She has her own makeup line, like yeah, the tattoo does. eyeliner. That yeah, makes she... sense. Then why it's called that? <laughs> okay, I. She tattoos like Jeffrey Full Star circle. and stuff. Oh. Yeah, she tat she tattoos like. Obviously, a lot of famous people. Her shop is extremely, mm-hmm. you know, famous. You know, she, she. I think she started out with Ami at at Miami at Miami Inc., who mm-hmm. is also a great artist. That that show was so cool. Yeah, she's tattooed a ton of like famous people and and whatever. Like she does great work. But again, she kind of has a style. And yeah, I think that, like you said, you got to do your research. You can't just walk into a tattoo shop and expect you know, somebody to just, you know, do something that they're not used to. It's a refined skill. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if, if your fucking engine is broken, you don't go to the muffler guy. It, like, you know, it, that's just, you got to do research. I, I, you know, 
I, I have friends who have gotten tattoos that are completely like nonsensical and they're just like, ah, I just felt like getting it. I was drunk and I'm like, Ugh, oh man. Okay. <laughs> you know, well, if it was a fun experience, then and it, they it have is. a story to tell. It, <laughs> it is. Yeah, I, I just, I don't understand that. Like I, I've always had very specific ideas. I have Photoshop designs saved on my computer that like i'm like here's the next one um mm -hmm. yeah it's it's such an interesting medium because yeah like you're you're having to develop a, a relationship with a person that you know generally probably 90 percent of the time you just met which is kind of like you it's one thing to be a good artist it's another thing to be like that interpersonal and have that skill set as well at the same time that you're tattooing somebody yeah yeah for sure another um cool thing is like even if you don't have like that specific of an idea and you just have like a very general idea of what you want like just a concept in your head like go to an artist tell them you know your idea just say like you know i want a bird and let them do their thing because like 90% of the time you're going to get the artist's best, best work when they have creative control over it. Like if you find someone that's got a style that you like and you like what they're producing, you know, trust them with your idea, you know, give them a vague like, oh, want, you know, a, a bird and a flower and whatever, do what you will. Like they can come up with some amazing designs with the most vague descriptions. And they're usually like the coolest things when people go in with those vague designs, because like the artist has so much freedom and creative control then to produce a piece. And if you don't like something, well, you can change it in the consult, like see the art, see what they have produced for you, see what you could possibly be getting say like they added a weird line or something that you don't like to say oh could we change that yeah no problem like you're not hurting their feelings by asking them to make some alterations to the design yeah for sure like they still want to tattoo you at the end of the day and i almost wonder too like for you know for people like like you said, everyone's different. Every artist is different. Every customer is going to be different. Not everyone's going to be like me where I go, I have this, I want yes. this. Um, I almost think that like, that's almost better for people in that situation where they kind of have the vague idea of what they want. Like I want a wolf. I want whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Because when you design something like that, so specifically in your head, like maybe I'm guilty of doing, um, it's almost better because when somebody kind of comes up with a new idea based on, you know, suggestions you've given them, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you don't know what to expect that they're going to give you. And it's almost more engaging when they give you something that fits kind of the mold of what you wanted and you didn't have any expectations of how it would look. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it is like, super reasonable to go in with a very specific idea wanting something exactly done like this sure and, you know you get great results when you come out of the shop because you know they know exactly what they're doing before you even get there but like I, I just like seeing stuff that the artists come up with kind of on a whim I think that like you you just see some really beautiful incredible art and it's like 
straight from the artist's mind, which I really appreciate because I think that's so cool to see someone else's thought process come out in an image and like the way that they see that particular um, like image transferred to a tattoo, like how they would go about it. And it's just really cool to see the diversity in different ways that one thing could change depending on who you choose as an artist to design your tattoo for you. Such, and that would like, almost make a it a broad like, spectrum. Yeah, like more unique if you just come in with an idea and then let them have kind of free reign, come up with a couple ideas versus like Googling tattoo ideas mm -hmm. for hours and hours and then finding something that you like enough. It's like, well, you're looking up tattoos online. Obviously, other people have that exact tattoo. <laughs> Whereas well, like, if an artist can. Thing that's mm -hmm. really cool about the exact same like tattoo thing is you know, shops like McKee and Wingham, he's got his walls covered with flash sheets, which are like sheets designed with um, tattoo designs, basically. Mm -hmm. And they're all over the wall. And anyone can come in and say, I want that tattooed. And he will make a stencil and tattoo it. Like that's, you know, more for the people that on a whim decide that they want a tattoo. They could come in and there's a whole gallery for people to choose from. Like it's, it's very different based on the person and the kind of experience that they're looking for in being tattooed like how to go about mm -hmm. choosing your artwork basically there's, and there's so no wrong ways. way I mean whatever exactly. you want to put on your body is perfect mm -hmm. it's your body exactly mm -hmm. yes which is like it's just such a cool thing like tat tattoos are in my opinion probably some of the coolest art out there next to you know like music which you know, I love, and I want to ask you about that. Like, are you, I know artists, you know, are very different. Some, some prefer complete silence and some, you know, like to throw music on some put on TV, like, you know, whatever. Like when, when I went to the artist that did my tattoo, she was kind of like, do you want to listen to anything in particular or whatever? I was like, no, I'll do whatever you want. Like what, what is your comfort style? Like, do you like to have music on? Is it a TV show? Like what kind of gets you in your, in your space? I just like having some sort of like noise happening in the background. I love listening to music, of course, while like I'm doing my art and like, depending on what I listen to, it kind of impacts the outcome of whatever I'm drawing or designing. Totally. Um, a lot of the times we'll listen to different um, videos on YouTube just about like the history of different types of tattooing. Like we'll listen to a documentary on like Japanese Tabori tattooing, like so many different kinds out there. So we kind of take that time where we're silent and drawing as an advantage to learn more about the industry we're in and the history behind it because it has such a deep, rich history. There's so much to learn from like just content that you can find easily on YouTube or like shows like, you know, Ink Master Miami Ink. Like there's there's a bit about the history on those shows and it just, it helps to hear that and hear different artists' experiences and just where it all originates from, comes from. I like listening to that kind of stuff while I'm drawing in the shop. If I'm doing art at home, I'm probably listening to Fleetwood Mac. Nice. I love it. Flee Fleetwood Mac is back on the scene too, man. They're I know. It's all about dreams, man. It's I'm great. Right. I fucking love Fleetwood Mac. If you don't like Fleetwood Mac, fuck you. Well, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, you can though, say it. <laughs> no, yeah. Count, like, I don't understand. Fleetwood Mac is one of those bands where, like, 
she, everyone could find one song they like. Mm-hmm. How can you listen to Lies and not like just that dude? Right? That that fucking album rips. All their mm-hmm. albums are good, but that was, Rumors is the shit. Stevie Nicks was all pissed rumors off. Is. It was the, it was the best, man. Yeah, it's uh, that's great tattoo music, man. Fleetwood yeah. Mac. What it's other music? <laughs> what other music are you into that like you know we we often ask our guests this music we all love it right mm-hmm. i'm going through a real 70s thing right now i'm kind of just like i love it yeah listening to a lot of 70s music at the moment um really like older stuff right now is what i'm into i love the lumineers also they're one of my favorite bands like i like indie folk pop occasionally yeah pop is fun it's fun it's we all have not fun my favorite but it's fun yeah yeah exactly. a lot of a lot of like alt rock and stuff like that like i'm just i'm all over the place with music choices beautiful i love it old if country. i was a, yes <laughs> old like real country mm-hmm. um if I, I i i would say if i was tattooing personally like if i could listen to anything while tattooing i'd probably listen to deftones probably my favorite band right now and uh fiona would listen to ariana grande every time talk about music (laughs) i never said it was i didn't say it was a bad thing i know but i mean like just that's what it was that's the connotation (laughs) you would listen to selena for sure yeah yeah. So, there's yeah, nothing, nothing, but just you, <laughs> that's what you would pick probably. I know you really well. There's no negative connotation here. Okay. Yeah. I just don't <laughs> like Ariana because she's really rude to Pete Davidson, but that's okay. Well, he has butthole eyes. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's like a cool guy. Whatever. <laughs> Let's get off this subject. I know that, I know, I know as well that. You know, movies and TV shows, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of time from tattoo artists that I'm friends with, you know, especially stuff they watched as kids really in, influenced a lot of their artistic, you know, leanings. You know, what are what are some of your favorite movies and, and even just stuff you've watched on TV that really like inspired your artwork? If there are. I was not prepared for that one. <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> I have some philosophical shit, yo. I don't know. Like, I always liked the the fantasy genre of movies growing up. Like, a huge, like I love Lord of the Rings. Like, it's just wow. such a beautiful... Middle Earth is beautiful. Yes. And elves are beautiful. And so much inspiration for lady faces that I do comes from, like, that kind of fantastical kind of beauty that you see in universes like that. I love that. Um, but, like, apart from that, most of my movie and television shows are quite um, scary, so that doesn't really reflect too much in my art. I try to keep my art pretty pretty mellow. So you're not going to be doing any, like, saw tattoos anytime Well, I, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> like, if the I client a, wants a, it. A fun drawing of Freddy Krueger, and I really like that, but... I, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> there you go. I'll have to think of something gory to come in with one day and I'll put you I'll put you to the test with something gruesome. I'm just trying to think of like just the worst thing I could walk in with. 
the human centipede. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that that'd be just up. like right down the whole leg. Yeah. That, oh, bummer. That I yeah. No one gets that on their body. You know what? I I'll pay for it if that's what you want done. No, I'll no. pay for it. That's okay. <laughs> What you should do is pay for a new computer. Um, don't buy me a human centipede tattoo. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. Like I know that there's a lot of uh, crazy stuff on like Netflix. Uh, they had that that weird uh, what the hell was it called? Like love rope, death, love, and robots, and it was like a bunch of different anime genres, like not anime, like just a bunch of different kind of animation genres. There was some anime in it and, uh, it was just a bunch of short films. There was like 30 of them. And, um, it reminded me a lot of like the tattoo world. Cause there are just so many different ways of presenting tattoos, black and white, full color. You know, mm-hmm. you mentioned a bunch of the different genres that that's, and like you mentioned the history of it too. Like, that's the thing that a lot of people don't know is like tattooing has been going on you know in different versions for all all of time ancient you know tribes would tattoo their faces like it, it's been going on for a really long time it's not a new thing mm-hmm. and all around the world too like yeah it has been cohesively practiced around the world which is so cool from like the earliest parts of humanity like there's evidence of people marking their skin with some sort of compound uses like an ink and, you know, you can see it in, like, some mummies today even. Which is so cool to see, like, preserved old tattoos, like, old images in the skin. And, like, back then it was more, you know, lines and geometric shapes and um, more kind of spiritual symbology, symbolism happening. Symbology. Um, symbology. <laughs> <laughs> Has that line? Like it's just really cool because it does have such like a rich and and deep history in all parts of the world. Like people, you know, think of it being a a relatively new thing, and and it is because, um, like just as recently as 1997, that's when tattooing was legalized in New York, the state of New York. You know, people don't realize how recently it's becoming um, a more like accepted thing in culture. And, like, back in the beginning of American traditional style coming up, like, that was, you'd see tattooed people in, like, circuses and freak shows, sideshows, you know, mm-hmm. being displayed as freaks, the tattooed woman, the tattooed man. This was all, like, circus sideshow acts. And, like, it's it's crazy to think of it coming from there and where it is today. And even, just like, just... so much. Just like a few years ago, it's like, oh, don't get a tattoo in a visible spot because then you will never get a job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now, right. like, thankfully, that's kind of been dying down the past few years. It's pretty because silly. Because so many but... people have them now. It's yeah. just a norm to be tattooed. Mm-hmm. It really is. I I know a ton of people that have them. My mom has a couple. Like, it it, it is a much more widely accepted thing for sure. And I mean... Like, I, I just never understood. Like, I think that's dumb, you know, to kind of be because it like what what is it really doing? You know, that somebody else has this cool art that's probably mm-hmm. very personal to them on their body that maybe you can see their fucking forearm at work or whatever. 
And like, what is it doing to mitigate the service that you're getting? Mm-hmm. Like, it, mm-hmm. I just don't understand that. And like, like for all three of us, um, I think that like having tattoos and, and, and that type of passion for art in the industries that all three of us participate in, we're, we're all in a different form of media. I would actually be more inclined to engage with another person in the industry if they had tattoos, because it shows to me that they have an outgoing personality. They're a creative person. They, they, you know, they have a, an affinity for art, like in, in radio and television. And of course, actual tattooing, that would be, you know, something that I, that I would gravitate toward personally. I don't have a tattoo, Ryan. Well, I mean, yet. <laughs> that, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> like your best friend does them. So I mean, like, yeah, that's a, like, that's a one day thing for sure. Let's get, and are you frozen? Did we lose Anna? <laughs> no, she's still, she's still there. I, I heard her, but the picture's frozen. Oh, she's, she's coming back. Frozen. That's funny. Okay. Now we're back. Yeah, that happens. (laughs) Fiona, do you have any other questions? Um, No, there are a lot of like negative things about like tattooing, like in the because um, like tattoos were things that were commonly done in prisons. They were commonly used in different parts of the world to mark criminals. Yeah. So there's always that like negative sort of. Um, implication with tattoos historically however that's not the case today they're a lot more accessible for for just anyone walking on the street to come into a shop and get a tattoo Um, but like before it was you know in prison or it was in Japan they they use them to mark their criminals so all of the tattooed people would be associated with with gangs and violence and crime oh she's gone again oh no she lives out in the country there you go (laughs) she's she's back back again (laughs) don't let us down skype come on (laughs) well i think that's all of our questions and run us through your instagram again so people can follow you um my instagram is anna uh, underscore jeanette underscore art Lovely. Check now, it out. yeah, and some fantastic work. You guys are going to be blown away as soon as you check it out. Did you want to stick with us for the rest of the epi? <laughs> or is the internet not going to let us? <laughs> I don't know if the internet will allow. I, I have followed Anna on Instagram. I suggest you do the same. And that's Anna, A-N-N-A, underscore Jeanette, spelt J-E-N-N-E-T-T, underscore art. Very simple. And and follow the shop that she's apprenticing as well, uh, McKee Tattoo, which is in Wingham. Follow it. Wingham. Wingham, Ontario. Old winged ham, you know. Um, (laughs) Anna, now I don't know if your internet is going to hold up or not. You're more than welcome to stick around with us and do the little discussion part of the show where, um, I just say dumb stuff that Fiona asks me and, you know, we can, uh, we can stick around, uh, with you if, if your internet is going to allow. I really wish it would, but it's being really stupid right now. So I don't know if my internet. 
internet is going to allow. Well, that's that makes me sad. It makes me sad too. I mean, we appreciate that you listen to the pod, though. I can't believe that you've uh, listened to any episodes um, after hearing most of the things I say. But that's, you know, (laughs) we appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, and I would just like to say that um, Fiona's media film was not bad. It was great. I loved it. (laughs) Your M. Night Shyamalan final film. (laughs) <laughs> where, where Thank you, you. Had, that was like, our brendan episode <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> i loved it it was great it was it was comical it was very very amazing beautiful thank you yeah i <laughs> i really tried <laughs> i i want to see this someday before i die i want to see this film okay um, and see that I think I can email it to you, share the file with you on. I just um, want to see the eight twist changes that you tried to incorporate on the fly. <laughs> that's uh, that's the best. Well, listen, Anna, the- <laughs> we really appreciate you doing this. Um, again, follow Anna on Instagram. That's Anna underscore Jeanette underscore art. McKee Tattoo is on Instagram as well. Super easy to find. Uh, yeah, I got to say, your stuff is fucking incredible. Um, it, it looks amazing. And now that I know that, A, you exist, and B, there's a tattoo shop near my office, um, I might have to come in and uh, query upon you to get my second ever tattoo. Yeah, of course. Come in, make an appointment. It'll be great. I'll have a great time. And thank I'm you fired very up. much for having me on the pod. We appreciate it. All right. Absolutely. We'll have you on again sometime. I love you so much. I love you too. Will you marry me? Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's intense. That was intense. That's okay. We do that all the time. That was an intense sharing of feelings. Three times a year. I love it. More than three times a year. (laughs) You got it. Wow. Wow, you got hey, everybody's gotta have a backup plan, right? You know, you gotta have a you gotta have a fallback. Absolutely. Anna, we appreciate this. This is great. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh we're back here on Sauce and Goss. I'm Ryan. She is Fiona. We really appreciate our friend Anna Miller joining us. Holy shit. Um, what a talented artist. Again, follow her on Instagram, Anna Jeanette Miller, uh, or Anna Jeanette Art with underscores. Uh, we will tweet and Facebook all this out when we post the pod. You can, uh, we will link to her stuff. What a talented artist. And I'm going to have to heavily consider getting your friend to give me my second ever tattoo. Like the tattoo <laughs> I want is not complicated. Like it's a very, it'll probably be the simplest tattoo she ever does. And so I, what is it? if so, I can inquire. Yeah, you may inquire. Uh, So basically what I want to do is I've got my nice sports tattoo on my right shoulder. I would like to get another one on my left shoulder. Probably one of the most least painful places to get a tattoo. Um, It didn't hurt at all. Uh, And I want to get the Under Oath symbol, which is my favorite band of all time. I say that about like 17 bands, but (laughs) Under Oath would be the biggest inspiration for me. It's the one you're going to tattoo on yourself, so I think it takes cake. Yeah, I I want to get like I, I want to get a couple different band symbols and lyrics 
uh, that really mean a lot to me on this shoulder. I'd like to start with the under oath. Very simple. It's just an O with a line through it and then a, a lyric of theirs with a couple small symbols uh, eventually as well. I'd like to add the, the Alexis on fire famous heart skull. Uh, I would like you got to have that. And uh, of course, I'm going to need a Deftones tattoo. I will probably just get the white pony, which to Deftones fans is an extremely recognizable symbol. The white pony of their probably their most popular record. Yeah, it'll it'll all just be like black, maybe incorporate some red in there. Um, It might be a situation where I kind of let her incorporate some little flowery ideas in there. Mm. That's her specialty. Well, I I know because like since she's just starting, I think that she um, gets to like give discounted prices for a little bit while she builds up a portfolio. So, I mean, if you get it done soon, you might be able to get it a little cheaper. And not that that matters. I want her to make money. I want her to make my money. And I mean, yeah, (laughs) I I would, I would like, uh, I would very much like to investigate that. Mm -hmm. Someone's calling me. Uh, It doesn't matter. I can do this later. Um, Yeah. It's, it's time to move on and let's let we've got a lot to talk about here oh yeah for sure um so i guess this is everyone knows what has happened here but i mean it wouldn't be an episode of sauce and goss if we didn't talk about the don (laughs) donald trump and melania um getting a positive covid test and then being released from the hospital or whatever that was a fun little roller coaster yeah they had covid and like it just and fuck it like i i wanted it to be worse than it was and apparently it might still be like i don't know it's just like of course the guy gets it and then immediately he's out of the hospital ripping around with no mask on well yeah there's people saying that it, maybe it was fake because he just wanted to like show everyone it's not a big deal nothing to be afraid of but i mean everyone else around him is also getting t- um positive test results so i don't know it'd be hard to make up all of those <laughs> Well, it wouldn't yeah. be that hard, but I mean, it would it would be easy to uncover the truth if it was not the truth. So I don't know. Yeah, I I wondered I I wouldn't put it past this White House to uh, pull off a grand lie like that. That country is so fucked. Um, they're trying to like vote right now, and there's insane like waiting lines to vote. It like it's definite voter suppression. Like it's it's so fucked. That whole country's fucked. The way they vote is fucked. Their their the their political system is fucked. The electoral college shit is fucked. Their Supreme Court is fucked and dumb. Um, all of it's fucked. Like it's a stupid way to run a country, and uh, that's just my opinion. I'm not saying America is stupid. The way you set up your political system is stupid. It's garbage. Well, I mean, it's Americans who voted Trump into office. So, I mean, we can't say that they're smart. Well, well, let's not go that far. Like, it's just, well, all right. That's an opinion. No, I love your opinions. Um, That's what we're here for. It's okay. I'm sorry. My cat is hugging my hand and it's so cute. That's the one. Maybe that's what old Don needs. Maybe he'd be nicer to people if he just had a cat. Like, yeah, so he can coming. grab the. <laughs> wow! Whoa! Without it being. Whoa! Shit! I didn't say it. I didn't. I didn't say it. Fiona making to it. sexual assault jokes. <laughs> Hashtag feminist. I wouldn't. 
wouldn't say that. I I would say I'm making fun of Donald Trump and anyone who supports him. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, it's crazy. And then like Melania had like a tape leak of of her like complaining about having to decorate a Christmas <laughs> tree Christmas. and she was like That's ripped. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, she was... people are asking you about these children, but <laughs> I was decorating for fun. Yeah, she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, people are whining about kids being separated from their parents. What about me? I had to hang tinsel. <laughs> Holy fuck, eh? What a you bitch. And like, tell just how frustrated she was Dude, in that she, little clip. It's so funny. It was the most white person problem clip, uh, maybe of all time. Like, <laughs> it was such a first world problem, just like fucking i don't even like christmas and they made me design a tree it's like holy shit lady like you get to do whatever you want all the time you're married to like the the crypt keeper like you know it's and this is what you're complaining about like i don't know dude i just think that that's that was that was so funny and then also in the political world because i I never like sticking with it that long Mike Pence, the first of all, the yeah. presidential <laughs> debate was a disaster. Unhinged. It's so like just embarrassing. Everyone should be embarrassed. I watched like 13 minutes of it and I was like, I can't. Continue. I only watched like the highlights that like people were sharing online because I couldn't sit through it. I couldn't take it anymore. I was like, this is so bad. Like that. This is what it's come to. These two idiots. <laughs> um, Donald Trump is dumb. Well, your son died. <laughs> Like, oh, that was the debate. <laughs> that was so intense, man. He was ripping on his dead kid. Like, oh, man. Like, how it's. How does anyone still like him after that? <laughs> that was wild, dude. It was. Oh, that was crazy. And mm-hmm. he's he's made a lot of military people mad. He blamed military families for getting COVID, which was just like incredible, dude. And then, like, then we had the as we we all thought, wow, that was a train wreck. That was really bad. And then the vice presidential debate happened, and it was more coherent than the presidential one. Yeah. I thought Kamala, Kamala being like, "I'm speaking." That was that, yeah, that ripped. Yeah. That was the second best highlight, though. Yeah, because drum roll, please. <laughs> Kamala Harris ripped. Mike Pence sounded like a psychopath. Um, I actually think he's more evil than Trump dodging. It's amazing how he was just like fucking Mike Tyson ducking the abortion question. It was like, Hey man, can a politician ever just answer a question? Like I've, we have both interviewed many politicians and when it's a serious issue, it's real easy to interview a politician when it's like, you know, a hospital's opening or Mm -hmm. something. Like you can write the story before you interview them. I and don't then even interview know why them, do. and then you get the clip. Just because we want audio. The That's clip all it is. is. Yeah, we only do it on a positive story simply to have the audio. Like that's it. It's a content filler. But like when it's a serious issue, like education or something, like whatever, you could ask any politician a question, and they'll steer you in seventeen different directions. And find a way to blame everything on the other people. It's like that's not really what I asked, though. Um, just answer one question, um, which uh, between the four of them in this whole thing, I don't think any of them squarely answered one question. 
It's so infuriating. Which is really funny because a lot of these um, quote-unquote political questions shouldn't be involved in politics. Because guess what? Human rights shouldn't be debated. These old men can't be telling women what they can and can't do with their bodies. I don't, di- <laughs> I don't disagree story. with that. End of story. The only person who would have been allowed to have said anything would be would be um, like Kamala Harris. She's the only one that could have said... Yeah. No, we like, like she's she's the only one with a uterus out of the four of them that I'm aware of. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, I think now, okay. yeah. It but that was that was the second highlight. It was all about Flygate, mm-hmm. and that says everything you need to know about the political climate in North America. Honestly, so sad. Because there are so many important issues unraveling. Like this is, we say this every year, but this is the first time where it's like legitimately the most important election. And all people can talk about is a fly being on Mike Pence's head for two minutes, which is hilarious. But (laughs) yeah, dude, is that important? (laughs) How? And that you're right. It's sad because that's like the most tangible takeaway from the whole thing mm-hmm. was this comedic moment. Like that just shows what a joke everyone finds, like the whole American like political system. It is. It's a joke, and I mean, not like there aren't a, a, other ones that are as bad or worse around the world. There are. Um, <laughs> hi, Russia. But um, <laughs> Vlad, don't send anybody. Um, yeah. Vlad, yeah. if you're listening to this, don't. <laughs> Yeah, Vlad, I'm not I'm not worth your time. If I see a fucking black tinted SUV following me around, I I apologize. Send them back. Um, <laughs> I don't have any intel. It yeah, it's just sad. And but uh, I mean, the, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. A, how do you not wipe it, swipe it away? Like it, some people were like, well, no, you, you can't. You got to stay focused. Like, fuck that, man. If there's a fly on my head, I'm getting Maybe rid he of didn't it. feel it. I don't know. Can they I, see themselves? I don't know. I, I don't He's think He's got so. like that weird short, like sticky out old man hair. So like it was probably just right on the very tips of the hair and he wouldn't even feel it. It looked that way. And then also I saw like a lot of funny tweets of people being like, uh, I wonder who's going to play the fly on SNL and all that. It's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. And like, and that's, that's, true, that's going to happen. Away. That's <laughs> there what we're will be a fly from fucking like the important like now, political debates in biden's so. campaign they're selling fly swatters <laughs> oh that's awesome like that's yeah. funny like objectively that's funny, that's funny. like he has um, a lot of funny campaign um like tricks but he, he does again, yeah it's let's talk about important things guys i don't know but that's just me <laughs> Yeah, I want to know that my future leader of my country is going to be well informed and make the right decisions and not focus solely on a, a an insect on screen. But I mean, that's what so do important. I know? All right, no more politics. Old Don, um, what a crazy guy. All of it mm-hmm. sucks. I just is uh, it November? And yet? another thing: if it was that easy for the president to recover from COVID, why the hell are there so many deaths? Why aren't you fixing <laughs> your sick? like citizens i mean if you have if you have these steroids then freaking give them out bro save these people's lives like (laughs) because the pharmaceutical and i'm not even being a conspiracy theorist here the pharmaceutical companies run that country dude it's It's, a it's a joke i know i i just uh the the all those 
big CEOs at big pharma and everything that line their pockets off people's, you know, inability to pay for a drug that should cost $20 and it costs $1,300. The healthcare system in the United States is the most embarrassing healthcare system on planet earth's history. Mm -hmm. And, and this, this is my last point on the politics thing. Just that, just that infuriates me. It is. And I'll tell you why, because people are going, oh, Ryan, like, what about like, you know, Syria or something where they just have like, you know, no healthcare infrastructure, third world countries. Obviously, I would rather go to the hospital in the United States anywhere mm-hmm. than Ethiopia, say, which is a sad reality. But like, that's not what people should be focusing on, which I think you're getting to that point, but like they have the resources to help, but they choose not to. Whereas Syria doesn't have the resources. Yeah. They're, they're like, Hey, we still have like polio here. It's a Mm -hmm. joke. You know what I mean? And, and we could all fucking do better to help the world. I mean, not us, the people in power, but they don't, Uh, they don't want to do it. I mean, I think uh, we're doing what we can by complaining about it. Online. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, like I'm not I don't have a bajillion dollars like these big pharma fucks. And like, that's why it's the most embarrassing health system in the history of humanity. They America has so much wealth within the borders of that country. And like, I just don't I don't understand how it's this hard to get people basic health care without it costing an arm and a leg. It's so embarrassing. And I'm not going to dig into the details of all of it. It's, it's just, it's such an unfair punitive system and you shouldn't have to take a second or third mortgage out on your house because you get sick or have a kidney failure or something, Mm -hmm. but you do in the United States and uh, it's a fucking joke. They are an embarrassing fucking country on so many levels. And I'm not talking about the people. I have a lot of friends in America. They are great people. I have family that work in the States. Love it. Mm-hmm. Great, great place. Very friendly people. The the setup and the people that you put in charge down there are fucking embarrassing. That's all I have to say about that. What What's next? Mm-hmm. What's next is another embarrassing blemish. Um, uh, Disney, the company, worth $130 billion, like as a whole, as a company, yes. um, has laid off 28,000 people. I don't. Yeah, this is like pretty old news now as we as we mm-hmm. record this. But like I saw it and read the article and was just like. How is it like it ties in with what we were just touching on? Just just greed. There's so much shitty greed in the world. And like this is such an example. Disney is a fucking embarrassing company. First of all, they haven't made a good movie in 40 years. Mm -hmm. Charging 30 bucks for Mulan, which is trash, apparently. Oh, they like did not do it justice. They took the whole like inspiring message away. Like, oh, she worked hard for it. No, we'll just give her magic powers. Like, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've seen many people's like reviews of it and shit, and it's one of those things where like I I don't understand the direction of this company. Like it, again, I haven't seen the film, but I've heard very negative things and also they like basically participated with 
like an authoritarian regime in China to film the movie. The the locations, uh, pardon me if I'm wrong, I believe they filmed it in Xinjiang, uh, which is a region in China where they are taking, I believe it's Uyghur Muslims, uh, I could be wrong there, but they're taking a Muslim sect of the population and essentially imprisoning them there. And they basically put them in these, in, they're internment camps and they force them to assimilate into Chinese culture and, and not be Muslim. Like, mm-hmm. and, and Disney like, I think I've seen movie. that before in history. Uh, yeah. Like, and <laughs> Disney, that, that, that. So like, and okay, Disney, like Mulan, it's a Chinese tale. You want to film it in China. I I can understand that. But of all the places you do it in this province that is like doing horrible shit to, to this group of people and uh, go online. You can look this up. And um, also it's just like, what's crazy too, is not only did they do that in this province, they like thanked the regime in the credits of the movie, like this horrible, like group doing these awful human rights atrocities. And there it is in a Disney credit, like thanks to the fuckhead fuck sticks <laughs> for letting us film. Like, are you serious Disney? Like, come on guys. Like you're making children's films. And that's the other thing too, on top of that, just like have an original idea, like stop remaking your movies into live action mm-hmm. movies fuck off like we don't need that um and, and do like, remake them don't take out the inspiring messages yeah, <laughs> involved like, what are you doing and like, and like also <laughs> like film it somewhere else where there's mountains mm-hmm. like there's fucking there's lots of places that you know you can film that look like other places for fuck's mm-hmm. sake george lucas made the redwood forest a, a whole other planet in star wars the fucking ewoks live there that was in California. There's no fucking, <laughs> there's no forest moon of Endor, guys. It's not real. George Lucas just made California look like another place. Like you didn't have to film it with these horrible people that, mm-hmm. you know, just to have mountains. I, I, you know, color me incorrect, but I think there's mountains other places than China. You and fuck. what may be their worst crime? Taking out the songs. <laughs> Yeah, they took the song. They took like, the songs out. What are you doing? I'm not watching a Disney movie for the story. <laughs> I'm watching it for the sing along. Yeah. yeah. And I, like it's just one of the, like they ruined Star Wars to a degree too. Like this company is evil. And yeah, just back to the main thing of of them laying off 28,000 people. It's like you like what and and like some CEO dickhead that runs the company. I don't even I don't even care to Google his name because fuck him. Like what you guys couldn't take a pay cut to keep these people staffed and making money so that they don't have to go to the government, which isn't even really helping anybody in the United States right now, and and having to apply for government benefits. Like you guys couldn't take a pay cut off your two gajillion dollar salaries to fucking keep these people. Uh, like working like come on disney go fuck yourself like i can understand if a small town fucking butcher shop has to let you know lay off their four fucking pork cutters you know 
because times are tough. You're Disney, man. You make you're worth 130 billion dollars roughly as as mm-hmm. a corporation. And like, like isn't the NBA stuff. playing their basketball there or like had been like that probably yes. cut and gave them some money. What ended up like I don't know. I would assume. I would assume. I mean, the NBA is a rich industry. I'm sure they paid Disney for using their area. Give that to your freaking employees. And I would assume. I would assume Disney was probably getting some form of kickback from the television advertisers as well, because mm-hmm. that's where all the money from sports is coming right now is from the advertisers. Yeah. Uh, generally, there's no fans in in certain places. So yeah, I, I just think that it's such a joke that that Disney laid all these people off when they, when they have that much money. Again, I can understand a small town business butcher shop, whatever example you want to use having to lay people off to keep the lights on. But like Disney has to lay people like, fuck you, man. Mm -hmm. Like really? Like if I was making billions of dollars and like I had a fucking office assistant you can't say secretary anymore. Um, apparently, I got scolded recently for saying the word secretary. This is news to me. Apparently, that is that is not a good term. But all right, say I have an office assistant and I'm making billions of dollars. The pandemic hits. I'm still worth all these billions. Yeah, I'm taking some losses, but I'm still going to have more money than I could ever spend at the end of the day. And I lay my office assistant off. It's like, what kind of prick are you? Like, I just can't wrap my head around that. $130 billion. Your fucking, your, your whole legacy is making movies for kids that have positive message. Well, most of them, except for the old Disney films, which were pretty fucking racist. Um, and, uh, well, even Peter Pan was pretty racist. But, uh, like, generally, the, the message behind a lot of Disney films is, like, uplifting friendship fucking bullshit and whatever. And your company exudes none of those principles. It just makes absolutely no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I fucking hate that company. Fuck you, Disney. You blow. And your and, theme parks are overrated, too. And back to your um, secretary um, office assistant tidbit. That's happening in a lot of industries. They're not waiters and waitresses anymore they're servers they're not yes. stewards and stewardesses they're flight attendants it's just you know a more like gender neutral type of thing it's like a like i don't want to say the word discriminatory but like it just people look down upon a secretary because that's a yeah. woman's job like you know like all these like sexist people out there so i mean that's why that language has shifted is no, to make I, it more inclusive and i agree yeah yeah i i agree <laughs> But mostly, I agree. <laughs> no, no, I I understand it. I just I just was making note of the fact that someone told me not to say that anymore, and I was like, okay, I won't say secretary. Um, yeah, really, the the main point is fuck Disney. That's all I have to say about that. All right, now I'm setting up for another thing to complain about. Um, you don't want bank tellers to exist anymore. It, no, like, let me be very clear here. It's not that I don't want them to exist. That's not it at all. I want everybody to have a job and everything. It's just, why are they there? Because, I, like, it, it's so, it's bizarre to me, the 
the role they're playing here. I go into the bank the other day. I won't say which one, but I've been with the same the same bank my whole life. There's like two of them in Canada. You can probably guess. And uh, I go in, and my debit card doesn't work anymore. It's pretty old. The chip is all fucked now. It won't read. Machines aren't reading it. Need a new card. So I go into my local branch, and I'm like, hey, what's up? My debit card is fucked. Also, apparently I owe the government money. I got like a, a letter from the CRA. I owed them like $42. I'm like, first of all, also that. Like, really, CRA? You're, it's mm-hmm. a pandemic, and you need my $42 because mm-hmm. you accidentally assessed my taxes slightly wrong? Oh, fuck you. Like, mm-hmm. four, come on. I know. I think I owed them $13 this year. <laughs> That's a joke. If you owe the government, I, I think if you over the, owe the government on a tax assessment, whatever it is, $200 or less, they should write it off. Like, come the fuck on here, guys. The CRA is a fuck, fuck you. Anyway, so I'm like, two things. I, I want to pay this off here. Uh, I know I can do it online, but I like I already have to go in to get a new bank card. I thought, and so I'll just bring this with me and pay it right there. So I I tell the teller this. She looks at me and goes, "You realize this is the first thing she said to me. You realize you can do both of these things online, right?" And I'm like, "No, because I didn't." I genuinely didn't know that you could apply to get a new fresh bank card online. I thought you had to go into a brick and mortar branch and that they would have a machine right there to print it off for you. Now the bank branch that I went to apparently couldn't issue me a new card right there. I had to wait five days for it in the mail and Mm -hmm. like other people that are at other branches and other banks, like they give you a new card right there. So I'm like, okay, a little disappointed I have to wait, but no big deal. That's fine. I, I'm locked in my house anyway. It's COVID times. Where am I going with my bank card? And um, also, like, I was just taken... Because it was one of those things where it was like, shouldn't you be happy I'm here? Yeah. <laughs> like, needing you? Because if if you're dismissing my want of your service and just telling me, ah, do it all online. What are you here for then? And again, the same thing happened to me before Um, last year getting um, Australian money. I was like, okay, I got to go into the bank so they can order the money so I can have this cash. And I go in and they're like, did you know that you can order foreign currency online or through your banking app? And I'm like, no, I didn't. Anyone (laughs) assume that. That doesn't, that actually seems like it doesn't make sense. I know. Why should you be able to get foreign currency through the internet? That feels like a thing you should have to walk into a bank. I I had to, like, I could have ordered it through the app um, and then to pick it up at the bank. They wouldn't have mailed it to me. They would have, like, like, because they have, like, shipments or whatever. I don't know. But I didn't have to go inside to make that order, which is, like, like, okay, then, like, literally what I, you do here (laughs) yeah that's that's my that's my only question like bank tellers out there like shoot us a message like i know there are other duties and stuff like when people come Mm -hmm. in for like financial advice and different stuff yeah i I don't know are different jobs like there are financial advisors that have their own office versus bank tellers who sit behind the desk as like a customer service kind of rep 
I like I understand the convenience of doing stuff online and whatnot. It's just it's just a weird thing to like. Like to me, it would almost be like going into a restaurant and being like, I want spaghetti. And then the waitress is <laughs> you like, make that at home. You, know? <laughs> you could just make it at home and they hand you like a recipe sheet and they're like, bye. <laughs> and it's like, huh? It, it was, it's just a weird thing where it's like, again, I, I want them to exist. I don't have a problem with bank tellers mm. at all, but I like my last couple experiences, I'm just kind of like, so what do I need you for yeah. then? What, yeah, am, what is this? Before, like, what is this I, <laughs> building doing here? We could knock it down and build a park. I like, wanted to what? deposit a check and they're like, you would do that through the ATM. I'm like, okay, I'll do that yeah, next it, time. It's just, <laughs> it's bizarre. That's why I just feel like Terminator is like a prophecy of the future. Like the machines are going to take over and like, cause like pretty soon we won't ever talk to other humans. We'll just all be plugged into those pods, like in the matrix. That's the dream. Like, no COVID in pods. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Tell you that for free. <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I could have, I could have got that online though. Um, <laughs> yeah also i don't know it's just bizarre all right what else okay um we're gonna touch on another side note um um the one and only van halen um eddie van halen passed away it's a shame this is this is sad man it really is a shame uh you know it's always sad when you like the world loses a, a, an iconic person in you know whatever vein you know an art an artist an athlete what whatever you know that someone that has you know touched a lot of people and inspired a lot of people and van halen certainly fits the bill man like some would argue and i would give credence to not necessarily agree with but give credence to the argument that he's the greatest guitar player of all time um i i have a hard time arguing that certainly one of the most innovative and creative guitarists of all time you know him and his brother and then later on his son um were all in his band that bore his name and you know he 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 did things his way and was extremely successful um the amount of times that i was i blared fucking van halen at sporting events at parties with my dad who loved van halen like is uncountable i i've literally heard van halen songs a billion times it it's sad man throat cancer fuck cancer any opportunity to say that is is welcome in my books cancer can fuck itself and uh it's just sad man dead dead at 65 from throat cancer so much more to offer um panama forever man van halen you fucking rip well said. And we'll move right along. That's all we needed to say is a little tribute to him. But yes. you had a, a funny um, story, I guess, to tell on, on Twitter. There's a couple threads you saw. These the made me laugh, thing. Oh, my God. This is so great. <laughs> Fucking some people are uh, some people are funny. So here here here's what it was. Someone on Twitter and this got thousands of like likes and everything shared this exchange they had with their with their cousin who is now for the first time living on their own and this is the exchange so so this is the cousin texting the person who posts this the the older cousin 
Hey, man, I'd ask my mom, but I don't want to talk for an hour. Rude. How often do you clean your oven? And the guy responds, pretty much never. Seriously? I'm cleaning it every time. It's not worth it. And then the guy responds, you're cleaning the oven every time you use it? And then the guy goes, yeah, the bottom gets gross and full of blood or grease. And then the cousin's like, you're talking about the baking sheet or the actual oven? And then the guy goes, baking sheet? My oven has the metal grills on the inside. And then the guy goes, one sec, I need a beer for this. So you're putting the meat directly onto the grills to cook correct and the guy goes yeah to grill it <laughs> and the guy just responds i'm tweeting this and the guy responds with a question mark he still doesn't understand the horribly fucked up and unsanitary uh, thing he's and unsafe doing. like grease dripping into it like that could cause a grease fire potentially this is I don't so know. funny man like how do you how- I guess we don't know how old they are. Um, how do you? This live? guy's like twenty-five years old. Okay, so he's not living on his own at nine years old. No, he. Oh, oh, so he, <laughs> so he pays taxes. and doesn't know how a flipping oven works. Yeah, I just thought I saw that and was like, imagine having someone, even just that you knew, let alone someone so close to you personally that had that kind of situation going on like that, that made me angry yeah <laughs> i'm angry you, that he exists now we've all done stupid stuff and like you know nobody knows everything right so you know i i mean i i've definitely done stupid things where people are like you didn't know that drury and i'm like no so yeah it's <laughs> It's, I just thought that was funny, man. That's like the time where my roommate, um, we didn't have any more um, pods for the dishwasher. So pods and, and like dish soap, the liquid stuff, that's the same thing, right? <laughs> so she oh, put that no. in the dishwasher. We come home and the kitchen is just flooded with bubbles. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, did you put in liquid dish soap? And she's like... Yeah. <laughs> oh. Like mm, you're not supposed to do that, sweetie. <laughs> oh, oh. Lessons yeah, learned. That's a tough. No harm, yeah. no foul. Easy to clean up. It's just bubbles. Give us an excuse to clean the kitchen, you know. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> Definitely I, uh... not as bad as not putting a baking sheet. Oh, you know, my one friend, um, Mitch. He told me about <laughs> someone he knew who didn't ever clean their baking sheets because they would put like tin foil on it so they oh, never get dirty right no so <laughs> oh. they never clean their baking sheets oh that that is blech. oh my god that's a that's a good way to get sick that's a mm-hmm. great way to get like tuberculosis or something um oh man i saw this one though this one was way better i saw this last night this is a text exchange between a couple family members, couple people involved here, dad, brother, sister, and eventually at the end, mom. So All right, so there's family... four people. I'm going to need you to do four different voices to make it easier to follow. I 
I don't think I'll you know, do like, that. But... This is the dad, and like this is right. the brother, and like this is the sister, and like this is the mom. You know, easy. Oh yeah, easy. I can't. I'm not gonna do that. How easy. about I just state who's saying what? That's mm-hmm. uh, I'm a bad actor. So this is excellent. This is a family text chain, and this made me gig. Okay, so this is dad texting the brother and the sister in a family text chain. So dad says, I've got some bad news. Kitty has been missing since last night. When your mom drove around the neighborhood just now, she found her in the street near the house. Your mom is pretty emotional, so please reach out when you can and offer your support. This woman's cat got run over, obviously. That's very, very sad. The son says, oh, no, I'm so sorry to hear this. And then the sister replies, man, I just got off the phone with her. She's very broken up about it. Give her our love in person when you get home, dad, and make sure to get the woman her groceries. Love you guys. The following day. Dad texts again. Well, you're not going to believe this, guys. After a beautiful burial service and words of remembrance from yours truly, we walked back in the house to begin our post-kitty life. Out of habit, I looked out the back window and guess who was staring back at me? You guessed it. We buried someone else's cat. I guess it's true. Cats do have nine lives. Thanks for your kind words. All is better now. The sister responds, is this for real? And then dad goes, would you like me to send a photo? She types in all caps, the sister, yes. The son says, what the actual fuck? And it's a picture of mom with the cat. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can yeah, see it there. There's see the it. cat. There's the cat. The cat is fine. This is where it gets excellent. Mom texts. Oh, and by the way, I dug up the carcass today that we buried and took it to our vet to see whose cat it was, and it didn't have a chip in it because it's a rabbit. (laughs) Please don't tell the world about this. (laughs) Oh, man. I... I got a lot of enjoyment out of that. I mean, obviously, R.I.P. Bunny, but like that is so funny, man. The gamut of emotions at play here. The, our Can cat you not is. Tell the difference between a dead bunny and a dead cat. Like, our... obviously, it wasn't like so dismembered that you could tell it was an animal. Like, you're not going to pick up your dead cat's guts off the ground. So obviously, it was still intact enough to see. I don't understand how that's possible. I don't either. It just imagine the emotional roller coaster. Let's let's rewind. Mm-hmm. Cats missing. Anytime that your pet goes missing, which I've never experienced this. Our dog never ran away. She'd get out of the house on occasion and like run across the street. She'd always come back. Like she uh, never had an experience of a pet missing. But I'm sure it's traumatic. And so, a pets missing. This is awful. B I've now found what I believe to be the carcass of my beloved pet. Heartbreaking situation. Now we've buried the pet. I have to let go of years of memories and and start my life anew without my furry friend. This is awful. 
Then to go from that to immediate stokedness, the cat is chilling on the windowsill. And and you're like, holy shit, you're probably emotional, like, oh my God, what a blessing. And then and then the 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 come down into realization and rationality of going, whose fucking cat did we just bury? And then on top of that, the bewilderment on your face when you go to your local vet and discover not only have you not killed while well, she found it, so she they didn't kill it. Not only is one of your neighbor's cats not dead, you fucking don't understand the basic anatomy or look. Bunny rabbit to a cat. And so now, not only are you overall happy that Kitty is back, which, by the way, guys, real fucking original name. Like, come on, Kitty? Jesus. Like, fucking, you might as well name it Princess. Like, come on. Hey, there's nothing wrong with naming your cat what it is. (sighs) It's so impersonal. Anyway, and then to just, like, realize at the same time, I might be kind of (laughs) stupid. Now, again, though, to this woman's credit, I was not there and didn't inspect the carcass she happened upon. Maybe it was dark at night and the fur color somewhat resembled what she thought was her cat. I don't know, but I found this to be funny nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. That was, uh, <laughs> that was a fun adventure we took together. Is there <laughs> anything else? That was it. That's all we had. Holy shit, that's all we had. Well, I'll tell you this, guys. I'm really fired up about getting another tattoo now. I've been thinking about it for a while. It's probably something I'm going to investigate in the uh, in the new year. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Christmas is coming. So, uh, and you got to think about other people, uh, especially this year. Unfortunately. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't buy yourself things. And um, if you guys like this podcast, please give me money so I can buy a new computer. Yeah, we should get like a GoFundMe set up. Although, hmm. you know, it's well, we'll I we'll wouldn't see. like that because that would be very <laughs> un yeah, unnecessary. It's, I don't... it's a disingenuous <laughs> yeah. thing to do. We don't need Donate it. Donate your we money just to want... charity, I guess, not my GoFundMe. But I mean, if you if you have a couple hundred bucks burning a hole in your pocket and you want me to um, invest that in a new computer to bring to bring you more joy, then that's fine. Yeah, that's your prerogative if that's what you want to do. <laughs> I would suggest doing literally anything else with your money. Um, maybe, uh, well, on a positive so note here, we, we just came through Canadian Thanksgiving and a lot of people can't fucking afford food in this country. And that's not right. It's fucked. Um, not to be Debbie Downer here, guys. But, uh, you know, um, if, if you can, especially with Christmas coming up, you know, donate to a food bank, man. It's it's very inexpensive. It's not like you have to give $100. If you buy $20 worth of fucking canned goods or soup, um, soup rips, uh, pasta, shit like that that's mm-hmm. just super simple. Or like give the 20 way. bucks to the food bank because they yeah, also like yeah. to buy fresh food, which like they can't buy until like... Yes. They have people to come in through the doors, but like, surprise, surprise, people also like to eat fresh food. <laughs> they do, and and they would prefer you not bring in bananas and shit that go bad yeah. in three days. 
they they put like boxes together for like seniors and mm-hmm. people that can't like you know get to the grocery store or of course just you know those that are less fortunate and they do, like there are a lot of services around our area that deliver them right to the house which rips and like there you go some fucking fresh fresh fruit and stuff like that yeah like it that that would be a good place to put mm-hmm. your money uh and and again you you can make like yeah $20 go a very long way for somebody to have a meal for a few days it's like a, it's a very powerful thing that's extremely inexpensive um so yeah i would suggest doing that uh follow our new friend anna miller at anna underscore jeanette underscore art on instagram check out her stuff maybe she will be tattooing you in the future at mckee tattoo shop in wingham give them a follow as well uh you can listen to this podcast on all the best podcast apps including apple google play and spotify as well as Castbox, and you can follow us on social media and get in touch with us too right fee absolutely we are also on instagram where you can follow anna jeanette miller you can also follow sauce and goss pod we're on twitter at sauce and goss pod and facebook at sauce and goss and please email us at sauce and goss at gmail.com we would love to hear from you do those things we love you guys R.I.P. Van Halen, Panama on 11, fucking fuck cancer, Disney sucks, the U.S. has shitty politicians, uh, donate to food banks, Fee needs a computer. That's it. That's Say it. The word. We just saved you the uh, the whole hour and a bit, whatever this podcast was. Just listen to the very end here. Yeah, just listen to the end, but also go back, <laughs> listen, and tell all your friends to listen to the entire thing. We rip, you rip, fucking Van Halen rips. Say it.